Alamarain, count to four, Alamarain, then three more, Alamarain, if you can see, Alamarain, you come with me. You had that worked out, I'm assuming, you've, have you written that down or has it just been stuck in your head since? It's it's tattooed on the palm of my hand. Is it? Right. What's up, razor beasts and targs? <laughs> Today's topic uh, is games. The games of Star Trek. All right. Shap one. <laughs> a shop up. A shop up. Almarine, I've gone insane. I'm gonna blow out my own brain and I have to play this game. <clears throat> oh, it's just such an awkward little song, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's awful. Like nothing cool about it remotely at all. Star Trek. Highly illogical. These are the ramblings of Spanner and Alfie. Their continuing mission to overanalyze sci fi telly, to explore nonsensical truth and strange new observations, to badly go where too many have gone before. That was a terrible episode, though. Oh, I bloody loved it. The first time I watched it, I thought, yeah, I can get behind this series. This is bullshit, like the rest of it. Great. It's so, it, it's, it's a stupid episode, but I it's do terrible. very much like it for its entertainment value. It could be one of those rare ones that crosses over from being so bad it's good. Though it may go back into bad again toward the end there. I don't know. The, I mean, the game itself is terrible. It's a really badly structured game that's <laughs> really unenjoyable to play. It looks rubbish. And I then, don't really understand the stakes of the game either. No, like, no. And could you imagine yeah. not being in there and you just kind of stood around, well, it's kind of like a Dabo table, wasn't it? And they'd all just stood around in quarks. I, I mean, what would, how, how were they seeing what was going on? I can't I don't know. They just moved these little pieces yeah. of on the on the, the, the board. And everyone's like, cheering, ooh, ooh, gathering ooh. around, like, oh, whoa, yeah. this is the most amazing thing we've ever seen. I mean, I sometimes think that when you see like people like, playing craps on, on a film, you know, and there's all these people gathered around the dice table, and I think, God, what a boring way to spend your time in Las Vegas. But that's got money, like, that's serious, like, stakes involved, you know, in yeah. uh, casinos. You can see the pain in the eyes of people that are playing that have lost off all their life savings and... And yeah. lives are at stake here in, it, yeah. um, what was the game called now? Um, it was something like Chula. Well, we thought the lives were at stake, or Quark did at least, but they weren't. Mm. It was just, it oh, yeah, just out right. of the game, like a regular game. Yeah. But Quark's like, oh no, they're going to die forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what kind of game is that? It's not very friendly. And what amazing technology that they completely overlook, you know, and afterwards it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, we were sent off to some weird game dimension thing where we had to fight for our lives. Anyway, let's get back to work and totally ignored it and I think you would be that was amazing technology it really was it's like virtual reality but like reality reality yeah it's like alternate dimension reality unless it was just using hollow stuff I don't know it seemed like it transported them inside the game and, yeah. and I, I just don't think you would be so casual about it afterwards no 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 because <laughs> they we didn't have consent to be mm. you know they didn't sign up to be a, the dog or the hat yeah. from the Monopoly board they just were and then Cork was left to you know make decisions on their behalf or 
Well, no, actually, they did have autonomy within the game. Like, they figured out how to do what was expected of them within each room, yeah. eventually. It reminded me of a bit of an escape room, like the OG escape room. Hey, that's... Like, you've got a puzzle, or, or, or Crystal Maze. Oh, God, that was good. Fucking Crystal Maze. Yeah, I suppose it was in some respects. And this is well before the days of escape rooms. So in retrospect, when you look back at it, yeah, maybe escape rooms were influenced by DS9. That's... At least live ones, anyway. I mean, I know they had... You can have escape yeah. rooms, like, like a role-playing game, with pieces of paper and stuff but actually being in a room in a space where you have to solve the problems if you work together to eventually be freed it's yeah it's exactly that it's just an escape room I'm not quite willing to give the writers credit for inventing escape rooms there but I think it was close I think it was close they could make that claim I wouldn't be willing but they could and uh, and I would would say uh, yeah okay well maybe okay yeah makes sense so just go back a little bit I, f- I figured out we can break down games oh. uh, in Star Trek or sports and games into these categories of uh, strategy, logic, recreational, sports, alien games, and martial arts. So it might be too many categories. Uh, what about hollow, hollow novels? Uh, is well, that, that a game? That's recreational. recreational. Oh, right, fair enough. That goes like recreational, sort of like hollow, sweet, hollow deck, hollow novels, dabbo, dart, things that you play in a mm. pub or <laughs> casino. But sports is taking yeah. a bit more serious yeah. in general, especially Cisco's love for baseball. Yeah, I feel like he kind of he, he had to force that one a little bit. Although there is a really good episode of DS9 where he plays baseball against the Vulcan ship. That they're in the middle of destruction and they just go and play a nice game. <laughs> yeah, they do take a break for a, for a game. But I, it's quite a nice bit where they make a point of how unreasonable it is to be taking a, a, just a baseball game this seriously. <laughs> so they're aware of that. But it's like the boss says, we've all got to down tools, stop the war thing for a moment climb out of the trenches and go and play football against the enemy oh i love that yeah but when when the, when the gaffer tells you you've got to do it you've got to do it yeah like archer with his, his polo as well yeah. he's a bit of a water polo fan which i thought was a really <laughs> obscure obscure sport to be a super fan of but no judging yeah it sort of made you think that they wanted to they want to say hey, look how much things have changed in the future people are watching water polo on tv now wow what a <laughs> what a future God, the, the future is a magical place. I also like how the captains sort of own these obscure sort of favorite sports, like Picard with his fencing and his horseback riding. Yeah. They've tried to like shape the sport around their personality, and I think all the captains are kind of unique people. Yeah, that's true. They have. They've, they've used it to shape each captain's personality a little bit, haven't they? You know, round them out. They've all got a sport. Well, what's Janeway's sport, actually? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. And uh, Kirk, for that matter. Did Kirk ever? Kirk's a cowboy. <laughs> that's not a sport, is it? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have may to, not have done uh, it does anybody Kirk. know that? Does Kirk have a favourite sport? That's what we if want If we to were know. to give him one, I know uh, water polo's gone, inventing's gone. What would we give him? I don't want to give him something too obvious, you know, like, <gasps> uh, like American football. Do you think he would be an esport fan? Like, uh, yeah, do you think he watches League of Legends? League of Legends or no Rocket League? Do you think he's a Rocket League guy? Kind of Probably. Guy? He'd yeah, he'd be, he'd get so pissed off that like it wasn't going his way on Rocket League. Do you know what? I could see Kirk being a pool hall hustler. Ah, snooker and pool. Yeah. 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 Totally. I could imagine him doing that. And really, like, cool, like, just all the balls yep. go in the pockets immediately. And he's like, well, that's how Kirk do. And Spock's like, logical or yeah. fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Vulcans like pool. Don't you remember in um, one of the best episodes of Enterprise was Carbon Creek, where it turned out to Paul invented Velcro? Yeah, I think Spo- we've already discussed that. Don't listen Didn't to that we- bit that I just said. 
but haven't we already had a conversation about that in a previous episode of this very yeah we may well have talked about this because it's such a good episode but in that one they they hustle pool to make money, enough money to survive on earth don't they? wow they must be really good at pool because it, it stops them from starving ah, to death true well maybe pool's perfect for kirk then because Buck and uh, kirk can pool together ah you know they play pool and snooker in um that's right yeah well. tom paris With is into that isn't it when they open He's the got bar. that French bar. So maybe Kirk needs something a bit more original then. How about lion dancing? Is that a sport? Or um, I don't know if that's, that's a sport exactly. Ballroom dancing, maybe. People, people compete at that, don't they? Badminton? Bad, Kirk playing badminton. No, I feel like he would want something. Oh, you know what Kirk is? I think he's a poker player. But everyone plays yeah. poker in Star Trek. I actually haven't got that written down actually poker <laughs> yeah. poker's next generation it does become a bit next gen and, and like data as long as you're only ever looking at data's hands he's a total card shark yes that cool episode the royale hotel and they enter the casino um yeah wharf Riker and data and they, they meet that guy from texas who's like <laughs> doing some business uh, yeah. i think that's essentially when actually data learns about some of the casino games because he has to go into his memory bank and go ah okay this is how you do it i can do this da 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 and ultimately, he has to win 90 million to then buy the hotel back. Spoiler alert, by the oh, way, yeah, everyone. One. Yeah, um, to, yeah uh, he, he quickly replicates himself as a, a sun visor, a green sun visor. Oh, well, he likes to do things properly, doesn't he, Data? Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like, he likes to have all the get up and stuff. If he's going to go in the hollow suite and be a South, yeah. South America, as he likes to play in uh, Dick. <laughs> What's his name? Dick. Uh, Dick Dixon Hill. Dixon Hill, Dick Dixon Hill. Yeah, Data is like, where are you from? Guns, <laughs> like South America. Nice turn. Okay, and he's like, you know, whatever, whatever, Data. It works, I guess. So we've still not got, we've still not got a spot for Kirk. What about dodgeball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's in dodgeball with Ben Stiller. He's Shatner. Is he? Yeah, he's a judge at the end there. Oh, there we go then. There we go. Perfect. Kirk, dodgeball. Yeah, dodgeball. That that explains why he was a judge in the film yep, Dodgeball. There we go. That's that's a hot take, unique insight right there. Gosh. Everybody, let's make it official canon. Kirk loves dodgeball, and when people piss him off on the bridge, he keeps balls around and he just throws them at the... <laughs> he does, he just he twats them in the face with an air ball. Yeah, And exactly. you get that really satisfying metallic slapping sound that those balls make, and then people just look awkward afterwards, because it doesn't really hurt. It just humiliates you. Yeah, and kind bit. of like makes you... But it's a bit surprising. You know, oh, wasn't yeah. expecting that. And Kirk just goes, you just got balled in the face. <laughs> I'm going to Spock would react to being twanged with a dodgeball in the back of his head. You know, when he's looking into his science goggles thing. <laughs> and he gets sort of a twang dodgeball on the back of his head and he'll turn around through that. Yeah. He'll just go, Captain. That's it, like, question mark again. Captain. Like, as if, like, why? Why do you just... I didn't throw it. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. And Bones is like, well, it's because you're a stupid old book. And you smell bad, and you suck, and you got green blood, so you deserve the ball in the face. <laughs> Our bones just, just joshing like always. Let's start, well, while we're on Vulcans, let's go through some Vulcan games. Now, I think a lot of their games are going to be like strategy and logic. All of them, probably. Yeah, okay. So, Vulcan Camelto, uh, uh, Calto, yeah. rather. <laughs> Which is just, was, it's just kaplunk, but without the vase thing in the middle, isn't it? I don't think that's a particularly uh, evolved kind of game. It's something that, it wouldn't, it wouldn't challenge a human child. I don't know what kaplunk is. <laughs> as they like to say. You know, when they're playing the hustling pool, it says if this would not challenge a Vulcan child. Ah, yes. Well, well, kaplunk wouldn't challenge a human child. 
So stick that in your point of ear. <laughs> oh, calm down, Bones. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Green-blooded hobgoblins. I don't know what Kaplunk is. Don't you, don't you remember Kaplunk? It's got the sticks that are all going through the like vase kind of thing in the middle, and you drop marbles in, and you've got to take the sticks out oh, without marbles yes, falling out. And Kalto's just that without, that without the marbles or the vase, so it's, it's even less. Isn't it about creating this like harmony or synergy between the sticks that it creates something bigger and better? No, oh. it's about not dropping your marbles. Right, right, okay. Okay, I think you might have dropped some of your marbles today. <laughs> well, I'll find them later. I'll probably just leave them. Well, why is, why is Tuvok so bloody pretentious about this game then? And when anyone else tries to play, he's like, ruined, like yeah. Stewie Griffin. I don't know, because it's, uh, it, and it doesn't look very entertaining. I think it's about patience and meditation and and, yeah. and all those lovely, you know, sedentary things that Vulcans like to... That's interesting. So it's like, in the way, in the same way that Solitaire is a one-player card game, Kalto is a one-player kaplunk. Let's, we should actually do some research before we do these recordings. Yeah, we should, but <laughs> probably not gonna. Okay. Well, if anyone knows better on the rules, yeah. you know, without Googling, I, I did try and Google some Star Trek sports there just to cheat a little bit, but the first one came up was ice hockey. I was like, fuck Wikipedia, this isn't right. I don't remember ice hockey and yeah, Star, Trek. Hockey Useless. Star Trek. Apparently one time Paris and Kim just walk with ice hockey stuff on, like <laughs> as if they came out from the Hollow Suite. I was like, how do you know that's ice hockey stuff? That might be all sorts of stuff. Yeah, maybe, they, the maybe they've been doing figure skating. Yeah, maybe they're doing Antarian banana skating. Because <laughs> Could be. I know we like to bring up bananas. Yeah, Andorian figure skating. I bet there's all kinds of skating goes on on Andoria. I mean, it's, it's covered in ice. Yeah. In strategy, I've also got Stratagema and Cadiscot. I always thought that it was caught is caught. Court is court. You know, like catching a ball. Uh, court is court. And I thought, well, that sounds like a game. Oh, like catching a ball and then in a court, like a tennis court. Right. Catching, that's, see, that makes sense. Court is court. That makes way more sense in terms of like... Well, and, and, yeah, you know, and, until we point. started looking it up online and we had online to look things up on, I thought that's what they were saying. Naomi Wildman and Seven of Nine, and that, but then it turns out, no, it's just, uh, I, I don't even know, I don't even know how you play it. Well, I know there's a hexagonal shape. It's the one with the hexagonal board, is it? Well, yeah. So it's like, I think it's kind of maybe like Connect Four. <laughs> yeah, but like Connect, but with six pieces. sides. So, sure. yeah, so it's like Connect, connect six, six right, sides? yeah. Maybe. This is well, it is the just... future, so it makes sense that Connect Four would have evolved over the next couple of hundred years. Mm-hmm. To connect, yeah, six. especially from you, been you know watching Star Trek in the nineteenth century by the sounds of things. When you're like back in my day before the internet, yeah, when we had to when we call when we called things court, court, court is court. Also sounds like this courtroom show where you know the criminals come in. And you're like court is court. You've been caught now. Go to court. Yeah, like for your crime. Like it's what happens after the episode of Columbo is finished. <laughs> He then has to go and do them in court, and they get they get caught in court. Yeah, you need to start referencing some more modern modern things, though. I find I have to say, like we've got what we've we got today. We've got <laughs> Columbo and uh, what was that game again? Kaplunk. Kaplunk. Mm, okay. Yeah, I am getting to that age now where I don't know anything new because everything that was good has already happened. Except Star Trek, of so. course. Well, I have noticed that we've not really talked much about Lower Deck. Didn't they reference? Oh. Uh, what's it called? Ambo Jitsu. Ambo Jitsu, yes! Ambo Jitsu is what Raiken's dad plays, right? Yes, and it and it needed the piss taken out of it because it was terrible. Oh, it's like gladiators, right? The extreme. 
yeah, except they're dressed up in 20 quid eBay Stormtrooper knockoff costumes. Uh, and when I say gladiators, ridiculous. I don't mean like actual gladiators, I mean that TV no, no. show gladiators. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, like contender yeah. ready, star yeah. ready. <laughs> Riker, you will go on my first whistle. <laughs> exactly, brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> Riker's dad is probably called Thomas. I don't, I can't, no, Carl. Um, it's Carl Riker, isn't it, Carl? Ka- Kyle. Kyle. Oh, yeah, Kyle Riker. I think it's Kyle that says it's the ultimate evolution of martial arts. And you just think, well, <laughs> I mean, like, okay, there's no new or better way to punch anybody now. They've perfected kicking and punching. So you have to wear all this goofy shit in order to do it effectively. Part of its evolution, yeah, and you sort of have to kind of walk around with your backs to each other and blindfolds on with waving sticks and hoping that the guy trips over it. And this is is the pinnacle of kicking and punching someone. And I think a lot of, you know, the ideology behind a lot of martial arts is about, is more about, you know, peace rather than anything else and uh, not that I know. Yeah, there's a philosophical element to martial arts, but Yes, you can't just come in and be like, we invented this, we win now. Yeah, (laughs) and they do this, there's a bit where they, they, they bow to each other and the actors either couldn't or didn't learn the Japanese phrase, so they just make Japanese sounding noises, like this is what Japanese is supposed to sound like. But without actually being Japanese, because it's too, there's no point learning it. Oh, really? That's yeah. They just they, that's terrible. I, I don't even want to that. do it because it, it feels like no, wrong no. to do it. But <laughs> they, and I don't think they were having a go. I just don't think they bothered or were unable to learn the phrase. Well, what about like sun t- sun katsu? I mean, that's an alien sport. Ooh, what was that? Sun katsu. The one with seven of nine. Where she competes in the in the ring, it's like UFC, and she competes with The Rock, and I bloody love that. When I first time I saw The Rock in that episode, I was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> because yes. then he was still Mr. a wrestler as well, wasn't he? He wasn't an actor at that point. No, no, he wasn't DJ at that mm. point. Even he's even credited as The Rock. Yeah, on, uh, and he does the he does the eyebrow thing and every, and just to really drive home that we know, okay, this is The Rock. Yeah, I hope as a society, as a culture, we don't get bored of The Rock because I just really like I really like. The Rock. So far, he's, he's okay, I think, and it certainly endeared him to me that he would get into the ring with Seven of Nine and go toe to toe with a, an ex Borg. Well, Wayun, uh, not Wayun, our, our favourite Jeffrey Coombs is in that episode. He's like the, the instructor, right? Oh, yeah. And any, yeah, so I mean, so, The Rock and Seven of Nine and Jeffrey Coombs in one episode, that's solid gold. It really is. Don't you feel like they would have a, an issue with them all going and betting on blood sports, though? Who said that they were they betting? Well, between themselves, or I don't I remember. I can't remember if they were betting. Uh, because at the time, they didn't know that Seven of Nine had been nobbled. They just thought that. No, it was I also game. don't think they knew that it was to the death no. either. Maybe at that point, they were just wanting to get involved. And, you know, who are they to judge alien species? Yeah. You know, Klingons are always killing each other. It's like their favorite thing to do. Yeah. You know what they needed to do, though, is pre- prior to that, they could have done with establishing that Borg are also total kick ass warriors. I mean, I think carrying around all that all that big clobber and all the implants that Borg have, I'm not sure you would be such gift. a kind of, yeah, the BDSM Borg. I'm not sure you would be all that nimble and good enough to take on like a professional wrestler. But apparently there's, there are some implants that do make you a bit of a... The nanobots, the nanobots, like one nanobot is the strength of 12 men. <laughs> it really has. I wish I had some. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a scientific fact. I like that she kicked ass. Yeah. And then they also saved her opponent too. And that was cool. Because it's like, you're free now, go home. And we both win. Yay, we're both free. And actually, they've done that again. They did that in The Next Generation with the, in that terrible bloody episode in season one 
when Tasha Yar has to fight against um, the ruler's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And does she wear like a metal glove that's covered in spikes and poison and things like that? Jordy can see that it's got poison on it. Yes. Yes, he can. He's useful like that. Nobody told her until that point. You'd think when they were handing it to her, you would say, look, just be careful with that. It's poison tipped. Because if she starts picking her teeth at something and drops dead before the fight begins. Oh, well, that would suck, wouldn't no. it? I mean, I mean that, that would be, that would be the end of the episode and the whole thing would be spoiled. And that would be a better way and a better way for Tasha Yar to die, to be honest. Yeah, it probably would. <laughs> and, you that know, at least you won't have to cry, cry about being in the penalty box. I'm in the penalty box, Captain. <laughs> yeah, chill out. Chill yeah. out. You're supposed to be the head of security. Calm yeah, down. Calm down, love. I was wondering, like, if you got, mm, let's say, an hour in the holodeck, you get your holodeck rations. Yes. What? What or would you? Sweet. Yeah, or holosuite. Yeah, or What would you play? You know, like Dixon Hill or Sherlock Holmes or something. I don't know. I might go and fuck shit up in Fairhaven. Turn that quaint, idyllic little town into a first-person shooter or something. I might just give it some Berlin influence or something. You know, what does that mean? Have some some techno music, some some partying, some. I mean, in some respect, it's like an open-world sandbox RPG, isn't it? Just going and hanging around there and talking to the characters and seeing what's going on. There've got to be things to do in Fairhaven other than. It's like Sims. Yeah, techno Sims. Maybe the quaint and the down-to-earth is probably what you need when you're trapped in space. You know, you want something a bit more homely as opposed to far-fetched. Although then there's Captain Proton's universe, which is just that's the, ridiculous. That's the game I would play, Captain Proton. It looks awesome. Yeah, I'd like to be the robot. What's the robot called? Oh, the... God, I can't remember. But the idea of it being in black and white, and the Spider Queen and the Ming the Merciless type character. I just love the melodrama in yeah, it as well. It was it's a spot on and they nailed the whole thing. Le- leaving them to be killed in an elaborate way. that's because that's what you were watching when you were a kid. Well, that's because that's entirely your your generation. So maybe television, I still when do. Television yeah, was. oh, that's right. Yeah, we used to go on the trolley bus down to the picture house and watch the chapter plays. <laughs> <laughs> My parents did that, but I don't know if I'm quite there yet. But yeah, I feel like I'm, I, it's, I'm struggling to answer that question, like what would I do or what I enjoy mostly, because you've got the old Victorian manor house with the, the creepy guy who has the children and a dead wife that Janeway likes to, you know, she goes in and lives in that oh, world. Oh yeah, she wants to be like a... Um... She wants to be the cleaner of the house. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, she looks after the kids or something. Yeah. An imaginary kids. She's, uh, she teaches them science and uh, mathematics. Ladies maid or something. Yeah, like, she's that, a... that sounds like, what a terrible game. Exactly, she's a captain of a blue starship and she's, for fun, she goes to be someone else's maiden nanny. I mean, they, they no. struggled, I guess, to give her some more of like a believable personality away from... Yeah, well, they the failed. Captain. They did, really. I mean... <laughs> I mean, sure. If that's what I, I don't, I don't mean to. I don't mean to criticise what you know her enjoyment. Maybe, maybe it was sort of a Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, it reminds me of that episode of Red Dwarf. Do you remember Red Dwarf when they, there was Better Than Life, where they they put like these probes into the hypothalamus and it and it makes it feel it's called Better Than Life, and they go and play this game, total immersion video game, and Rimmer's brain rebels, and he imagines himself having like. A mortgage and, oh, <laughs> and, a, and a wife who hates him and a lot of kids, um, um, no money. But but that's what they kind of did to Janeway. <laughs> She's the captain of a starship, and for a bit of R and R, she imagines herself as being a below stairs lady's housemaid. Yeah, with like she's working with somebody who's a right bitch to her as well. It's like being the worst of the downtrodden in Downton Abbey. So let's talk a bit about Parisi Squares because they talk about that, I think, the most, I think, across series. 
and they're very unspecific about it. I don't know if we've ever seen a game of preschoolers, but all I know, it's super fucking dangerous and you're going to die every time you play it and the doctors are, are really mad at all the injuries. In fact, all the, every time anyone goes into the holodeck to play a game or a sport, they always then have to go to the med, to, to the med lab again, bloody hell, sick bay, to get the cuts and bruises and scrapes, no matter what it is, even if, you know, kayaking. That's on right, the, yeah. You know, it's, it's always a, a pulled or dislocated shoulder. Yeah, or like, you know, cuts and bruises. It's like, what have you been doing? It's like, no, we've just been playing normal sports. I don't think people get that injured in <laughs> regular. And why can't they have the safeties on? So they don't get so injured. If you need to injure a character, but just in a minor way, that makes them also appear athletic, then send them off to Parisi Squares. One, do you remember the doctor in Voyager? He, he invented himself a family once in a hollow family. And I think I think oh, he, I think I, one of his I kids was. I think one of his kids was on like the school Parisi team, Parisi Squares team. Oh yeah, but when when he became more of a difficult yeah. child, you know, when it, they sort of changed it, the. She uh, died. I think she died didn't she, from like a Parisi Squares yeah. injury. That was really sad. That's really why I don't like to watch episode because it's so it sad. Did, it didn't take it a bit it far, didn't they? You know, it was kind of amusing that Alana had interfered with him, and then it takes a really dark dramatic turn there where yeah he's like seriously depressing yeah and his hollow novel was brilliant one of my favorite episodes of star trek of all time actually is the one where he creates his own hollow novel and then everyone <laughs> plays it on the ship yes. oh, it's so funny and he's like it makes everybody awful exaggerated versions so it's like you've got captain marseille um who's just a complete womanizing <laughs> tool and then when but the best part is it when when paris actually wants to um give him a taste of his own medicine and makes the doctor you know with his comb over and makes him completely yeah exaggerated version of himself and it's so funny and i wish i could having to look around you know having to look around the um, portable emitter i thought that was a really nice touch oh. you know that was a great yeah, metaphor like, actually that I, I, huge heavy backpack yeah, yeah. I, it really it made me appreciate the, the trials and tribulations of being a hologram yeah for sure and how you can be erased if you don't have your yeah. emitter it's like being caught outside on your period when you haven't got any, got any tampons on yet it's a real struggle honestly <laughs> yeah. it's like what do I do now <laughs> no, we were talking about Kirk is he a poker player mm-hmm. I can't quite remember the exact episode uh, Kirk and Spock and Bones all got stuck on a planet. They got imprisoned somewhere on a planet. Yeah. And Kirk invents a game called Fizzbin as a way to distract one of the guards. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, so they're, they're sort of sat around playing cards, and they, you know they've got a guard watching over them, and they're in a hollowed-out cave kind of jail cell. I know. Uh, and they need to distract the guard. As Kirk's explaining, I think they're going to play, and each player gets six cards, except for the player on the dealer's left. We turn this first card face up, except on Tuesdays and so on. It goes on for ages, and he's meant in this game called Fizzbin. That's hilarious. That's brilliant. <laughs> this is all a brilliant strategy, so this goes in the strategy category, to the point where he eventually drops a card or something, and the guard bends down to get it, and Spock gives him the pinch. Oh, perfect. So it's really elaborate. <laughs> excessively elaborate way of getting the guy to just sort of <laughs> turn his back Couldn't on Spock. Like, oh look, there's a... Look, look at that really interesting ginger, thing over there. A ginger stick. Yeah. <laughs> For example. Yeah, is that a ginger stick in that guy's pocket? <laughs> and then as soon as he turns around, yeah, Spock gives him the pinch, but no, they, what was cool, and again, I can't remember the exact episodes people are going to have to tell us, but there's it gets referenced in DS9, where Quark and Odo, I think they're on like a shuttlecraft and they're stuck on a shuttlecraft or something. I remember oh, that episode where they, they go on that away mission together. I love, I love yeah, the dynamics. It might have been, yeah. And 
Quack says something about, do you want to play Fizzbin? Amazing. So I love it when they do return. Yeah, and it's like, it just opens up so many questions. Did did this game, did the Kirk and Spock and Bones get back to the Enterprise and say, actually, that, that was a really good game, that Fizzbin. We should, we should put some thought into this and develop it. And then like a hundred years later, it's being played in Ferengi bars around awesome. the galaxy. Ahura's like, so guys, how was your away mission? Well, forget about that. Let us tell you what we invented. <laughs> Are you sitting down? This is it. Okay, this is what happens. And it's like, uh. Yeah, and they spend ages skiving off work trying to work out this the weird, stupid game. game. Fizzbit. Yeah, the rules of this game. And it don't, you know, it's like uh, basketball. Perfect. And I think we need to talk a bit more about Stratagema because that was when Data has an existential crisis when he doesn't win the game. Stratagema, remind me how that works. Is it a strategy game? Uh, yes, it is. Thought it might be. It's like you have all these things attached to your fingers. Oh, yeah. It's the episode where Riker has a, a new ship and he has to then defeat the Enterprise. Yes. And the side was B story. And there's that obnoxious look with Gil's Exactly, on his face. and he is the strategy like world champion, whatever. And he's unbeatable, yeah. but then, and then Pulaski's like, well, Data can beat you because you know, he's an android and he can do everything. And Data's like, okay, yeah. sure, if you want me to play. And then he loses, and then Data has an existential crisis about it, and he's like, oh, I'm not That's trustworthy right. now. I he has to remove himself from, from duty. Exactly. And then he overcomes that with the episode, and it's really nice. They go to such lengths to get certain things accurate in Star Trek, don't they? You know, like with their techno babble mm. and stuff. And then sometimes it feels like they really let themselves down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just put like cow milking machines on people's fingers, and they rattle them. <laughs> and it's like, wow, look at this futuristic game that they're playing. Surely you could have spent an extra hour in the writer's room coming up with something that's yeah, sensible. Less ridiculous. A bit like that one where it's a, an AR game where it's just got funnels and discs fall into them and it gives you an orgasm. Oh, God, we haven't talked about the game episode. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that episode and I love how evil and warped it was. See, this episode, like, <laughs> criticize me all you want, but if I want to introduce someone to Star Trek who's never seen it before and are not really into sci-fi shows, this is the episode that I go with. Oh, yes, I, sh I will criticize you by that then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I have had feedback saying, yeah, okay, still don't get Star Trek after that. But then I've had other people being like, whoa, didn't expect Star Trek to have this weird game where it makes people orgasm and it's like super awkward and it's like, you know, the politics and the the conspiracy within the ship. Yes. I like conspiracy yes. episodes. Yes. Yeah, no. Oh, that's good. It's the game that ruins we it. We were told Bloody you hilarious. It looks like such a lame game. And watching them all have these like micro orgasms. And, and, and Beverly, Beverly's like, come on, son, let's play together. Let's play together. So where's oh, and, and he's like, no, thanks, mom. I was playing early. Oh, the best part about that episode is when Wesley goes to Picard to say there's something wrong with this game. We've got to do something, yeah. Captain. And Captain's like, mm, interesting. Thank you, Wesley. I'll look into it. And then he just, just reaches right next to him. He didn't go in a drawer or anything and then just puts the game on. And he's like, oh, he's been playing the whole time. But I'm sorry, how did Wesley not see the game just sat right next to it? It was just so obvious. Like, obviously, Captain is under the influence too of the sexy game. Of the, the Orgasmatron game. Yeah. yeah, I do like that episode. Games? Did someone say games? And perchance for interest's sake, a deadly game? I've been training for this game all week. You've been training like, for this game your I've whole watched, life. Yeah, well, I've watched four episodes of Star Trek a day as opposed to the usual two. Wow, that's dedication. You're going to need it though, because this is a, this is going to be a tough game. Not even a game; it's a challenge. Okay, let me just spit on my hands or yeah, what are you supposed to roll do? up your sleeves, Mariner style. <laughs> that was my, that was my lady spit. <laughs> 
Yeah, I doubt that. Right. So this game, I've been in my mind, and I've never said this out loud yet, but in my mind, in my mind meld, <laughs> I've been calling it Dabo or Nobo. <laughs> <laughs> like deal or no deal, but Dabo or Nobo. Bo. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. lame. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask you about games that have been played in Star Trek. I get it. That's a whole episode has been about. I, I'm just that far. That's right. You I've remember understood. we were just talking about games. And if it's true, you have to shout Dabo. Do you need to practice? Dabo. Oh was god, it's like enough? it's like I was in quarks. <laughs> and if it's false, you can just you can just say Nobo or you can say something else like false or I'll, I'll say Nobo. Illogi- I'll play illogical along. Or, okay. I'll play along. Um right. I wanna see if I'd make a good Dabo girl. Yeah, the, exactly. You know, this, this, think of this as your audition at Quarks to become a Dabo girl. So you've got a future when this podcast... So much pressure, um, so much pressure. Ends, okay. yeah, when it crashes and burns. All right, so here's your test round. The Ferengi card game that Dax like to play at Quarks is called Tango. Tango? Yeah. It sounds like... Maybe it's something that sounds like Tango, but I, but if, if I'm wrong, we'll edit this out, yeah? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I promise. I promise to edit it out if you get it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, Bo. I'm just going to stick to my my lobes. Correct. It's not. It was Tongo. It did sound familiar, but I was like, no, Tango. It's not quite right. So. I'm yeah, I thought I would be sneaky enough to trip you up there. I'm, no, I may have made this hard for myself. Uh, a completed game of Calto produces an icosidodecahedron. True. Is that Dabo or not Nobo? Dabo. Fuck, it is. Right, wow. Fascinating, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know why you hired me. <laughs> I, apparently, yeah, you're excelling yeah. at this. That's, yeah, I mean, I don't need to tell you, but for some of our non-Vulcan listeners, an icosidodecahedron, which I've been practising like mad, is a polyhedron with 20 triangular faces and 12 pentagonal faces. And Very that's, useful. That, that's also known on Earth as Kaplunk, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> oh, no, that's <laughs> I have to say this one, well done for pronouncing that so eloquently. I know, right? I'm a bit surprised that came off. It's like that time when Picard was had to practice the greeting for the alien species, and it was a really complicated alphabet, and he had to mem- memorize it perfect, otherwise they would be very offended and never join the Federation. Or Yeah, for some reason, Troy was the, the one Federation. who was helping him out with that. I don't recall it being sort of Troy's expertise. Yeah. For him to remain calm and focused, maybe? Oh, I, I suppose don't, that I mean, might, yeah. Troy, Johnson Moore? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm smashing it right now. Yeah, okay. The betting currency in the episode Gamesters of Triskelion are called Quatloos. Dabo or Nobo? Nobo. Quatloos? Yeah. Um, I know um, uh, Dabo. Dabo! <laughs> That's better. I was going to dock you some points then if you didn't shout Dabo properly, but... Well, I, I'm on fucking... to you. Well, you did it. <laughs> Am I right there? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quatloos. Yeah. One, one of the providers pays, I think, 2,000 Quatloos for Kirk Chekhov and Uhura, which was a bargain, I think. I would have paid, like, 2,200 for those three. That's a lot of Quatloos. That's a lot of Quatloos. How much gold press latinum could you buy? What's the exchange rate? Yeah, what's rate? the exchange rate between Quatloos and gold press latinum? We definitely need people to tell us that on, on our social. You need to send in your answers, because that's you. important. In that's advance. important stuff. Do you think you can spend quatloos at Quarks? Do you think it's a cryptocurrency? It sounds like one, doesn't it? 
<laughs> that would actually be quite a good name Quart for a new, new token. Quartcoin, yeah. Quart yes. <laughs> or even Quartloos, you know. Yeah, I would invest. All and right. Me too. So, um, I, can't, I don't know, I can't remember it. Dabo or Nobo? <laughs> Picard. Because <laughs> it's shit, that's why you can't remember Because it's, it's, it's fucking shit. <laughs> it's so lame, I, can't, I just can't get myself to commit it to memory. It's <laughs> like, Nobo, do you like that? <laughs> Nobody would do this. No. Really <laughs> Okay, Dabo or Nobo, Picard was stabbed by a Tellarite over a game of Domjot. You know, this is just too easy, man. Like, he was stabbed, but he was stabbed by um, a Norsican. What? But is that a separate time? Or... No, no, dude, no, no. nail it. No, 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 you didn't yeah, so do the, it's you didn't... a Nobo! Nobo, no. Nobo. I was trying really carefully there to make you think that it was the Domjot. Ruman play Donjo. You know, to be honest, you did really well in like uh, um, asking the questions to throw me off, you little yeah. sly fuck. Yeah, yeah, that was. I was trying to be sneaky about the whole thing, but. Very, very sneaky, sir. Gainan, Dumbo, Dumbo, or Numbo. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Gainan once went to sick bay with tennis elbow. Yes, but she. Well, I don't know. So this is. You see, this is a trick question as well, because she might have just made that story up to Beverly to get her to face Beverly's challenge at the time, which was about getting somebody, get her getting herself fired off the ship. But she you know, so she convinced her about having this tennis elbow problem. But then at the end, she said, I've never even played ch uh, chess. Why do I keep saying chess? Tennis, never played ch tennis. Chess elbow. You could get that with three-dimensional chess, perhaps, like chess elbow, I'm mean, to reach around for the pieces. No bow, no, no bow to that comment. No bow to that comment. Okay. <laughs> But this is a trick question, is it not? Well, what have I got written down as the answer? You, That's what you, you're trying to figure out. Okay, yeah. but you said she's gone to sick bay with a tennis elbow. That was yeah, that was what and I said. And she did like go that. to sick bay to complain about a fabricated tennis elbow. So it is Dabo. I did. I did put Dabo. I mean, I didn't really think the question through all that well. <laughs> so, but you you did manage to get it to say what I wrote down, which counts. Stop. Stop trying to undermine my win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. It's, it's my it's... ability to write yeah. logical questions. No, no, but I thought you were doing that intentional to, like, yeah. play Maybe mind games. Maybe it was. <laughs> who, who knows? This could be my sneaky Vulcan mind trick just to, just to try and win, but it's not working. I think you've got full marks so far. All right. There's more? Great. This one's going to get you. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Dabo or not Dabo, Kotra is an Andorian board game made of ice and played barefoot. No, there is a game called Kotra, but I don't know the rules of Kotra. Do you want the question again? Go for it. <laughs> Kotra is an Andorian board game made of ice and played barefoot. Yes, it's Dabo. You're going Dabo. No, it's a Nobo. No! Bo. Bo, bo, yeah. bo. Because wow. I don't know why I put that it was played barefoot. I just made it sound too stupid to be false. It did sound fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, it did sound stupid. And I was like, oh, the Andorians. They, you know, they live in the ice. I they imagine Shran with no shoes. I can imagine him like shranning around. Yeah, know, but I can't imagine, I can't think of any board games where it would matter whether you had shoes or oh, not. Oh, really, board games. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, sorry. I wasn't listening Kevin. So that was the trick question. I knew there'd be a trick question. It was sort of a trick question. Sort of, it yeah. was just full of... Because uh, there is a game called Kotra. It, it was is. just the, how you play the game was just, you just made that up. And I, I think I got a bit cocky. 
let's be real. You did. I, th I think you, you, your human emotions did get the better of you with that. Do you, do you know what species did invent Cotra? There's no extra points for this, but you will regain a little bit of street of space cred. Of uh, warrior honor. You'll regain some honor. Uh, who invented Cotra? I'm going to say the Vulcans. Cardassians. Bah. Bah. Yeah, I just, I just guessed. I was Bloody Cardassians. Pulled that out of my ass. Okay, I've got one last one. This this could be the the the, the there's, there's not really a tiebreaker. The Dabo but... or no Dabo deal. Right, Dabo Dabo or no Dabo deal. <laughs> Ready? The last card to be dealt in a game of Fizbin, which we know all about now, Fizbin is mm. called the Kronk. <laughs> Dabo. Dabo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I mean, it, it... <laughs> I don't know if it was like the Kronk or the or yeah. something, but. Yeah, I thought about doing that to you, but that, that seemed unreasonable given that the Kirk, Kirk was making the game up on the spot. Well, exactly, but you know, Not if I was smart really. enough, I would have gone gone away, watched the episode again, just in cases. You should probably double check. So you totally nailed it. I think you got, I think you got six right out of seven. Yeah, you, seven you are, you are a double girl. Yeah, great. So how, how much do I get paid? How much of the profit do I get from the from you get, my new employment? You get eight quatloos for that. No, what did I say? Seven quatloos. Seven quatloos. Seven quatloos. That should get me some nice things. You could, you could buy a jumja stick with that, I suspect. Mm, fantastic. How about some new things? <laughs> <laughs> can I get some new things? No, some but no, but you can get some that have only been used a few times by a Klingon. <laughs> Recycling is good. It's good for the planet. All the planets. Oh yes, good one. Yeah, I'm thinking galactic now in my environmentalism. As you should be. Yeah. Right. Join us again sometime. If you want. Yeah. We'll... That'd be nice. We'll be here, won't we? Yes. It's easy to find us at highlylogical.com and all our social malarkey is there. Yes, sign up for the newsletter and you can send us some questions of your own. And maybe we'll even ask them on the show because it saves us right in our own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great one. Quizzes yeah. both. Then we Quizzes. can like... We won't cheat or anything. Yeah. Anyway, go to bed now. Okay. Yes, you too. Kapla and end program. You're gonna start the recording.